I'm Greg Yellen with Reynolds & Reynolds, and this is Connected. Today, I get to sit down with Susan Givens, publisher of Auto Success. Uh, We'll see where the conversation takes us, but Susan has been in the industry for a very long time, and she writes at least one article a month in Auto Success, kind of leads off the uh, the publication. So uh, looking forward to to chatting. Susan, thanks so much for joining. Thank you for having me. Yep, absolutely. So um, if you don't mind, let's start a little bit, just give a, a high level rundown of Auto Success if by some odd chance uh, somebody doesn't see everything that you guys put out or isn't familiar with with whether it's the, the magazine or the podcast or, or all the different channels that you have. So Auto Success has been around since 2001, okay. and we provide solutions, tips, um, just anything that can help a dealer run their dealership. So um, in 2015, we were acquired by Babcock's Media, which is a 100-year-old family-owned business. And we have um, a ton of brands underneath that. We touch pretty much everything automotive, from car washes to the service department. So within Auto Success or the Babcock's family, we're touching something automotive. Yeah. Yeah, and I think if I remember right, does Babcock's own Counterman? Yes, Counterman. So, yeah. So that's so when I was I've told the story a lot of different times to a lot of different people, but I grew up in an auto parts store, and we always had an issue of Counterman huh. magazine on the counter. So I'd read that one. But anyway, it, when I when I saw that Babcock's owned it, I was like, oh wow, that's a connection, you know, blast from the past sort of thing. Yes, such yes. a such a small industry. It's it's like the smallest, largest industry. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. It's everybody seems what I think part of it is once you're in, you're in. It's really it's too much fun to go look to do something else. You're kind of everybody knows each other because we just stay in the industry. Some of my best friends are in the automotive industry. Yeah. 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 So what was what was your journey to get into this space? So when I first started with Auto Success, I um, I was in college. I was looking for a job. I was getting ready to graduate. And um, there was a magazine that was starting and I had a friend that was going to go sell for them. So they needed a couple other sales reps and invited me to come along and why not? It was a hundred percent commission. The magazine hadn't come out yet. I didn't know anything about automotive. So I just gave it a shot and um, I quickly adapted to the industry, kind of moved my way up, moved my way up until I purchased the previous owner out and um, grew it to where it is today. And then we joined with Babcocks, which made us go to a different level um, as far as resources and, you know, growth. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So fun, fun journey. Seems like one that you've, uh, you're pretty invested in like most of us. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I I can't see myself in any other industry or doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, so th- there's a lot of different places in today's world, right? You, you said um, Auto Success was founded in 2001. A lot's changed in 21 years since then, especially with media consumption and how you can gather information. Um, so talk a little bit about that, that evolution and where Auto Success specifically fits into kind of that ecosystem of, of you know, the information that's out there. So... There's so much information out there and there's so many ways to consume it. And so with auto success, we we are that hub where you can consume it any which way. So whether it's a live stream, whether it's a blog, whether through it's the print version of the magazine, yeah. our website, we have really whatever way that you need information, we can get it for you and we can get it for you right now. Yeah. 
So talk about, you mentioned print and it just yes. kind of sparked my ears a little bit. Talk about print because that's one, I get I get the print edition every month. It comes to my mailbox and, and honestly, that's how I read it. It's almost like a reminder, you know, it's something you put on your desk and it's like, oh, I got to do that. You find a little time, whether it's at home or in the office and um, you can consume information that way. Uh, you know, it's, sometimes it's a lot easier to just pull out your phone and you're on LinkedIn and you see an article or, or something along those lines. But um, talk about print specifically, because I'm curious from your perspective, is that a channel that you see continuing along into the future and, and thriving, or is it one that's dwindling? What, what's your perspective on it? I think it depends on the audience. Okay. So with all of our various brands um, at Babcocks, we, we've had a couple brands that we've gone totally 100% digital on okay. um, because that's what our audience wanted. I think in the new car industry, um, dealers still want to flip through a magazine, um, but then there's also a different generation or some different people that come in and they want to listen to a podcast on their way to work. Um, you know, just with everything that our world's doing right now, we we have a lot of shortages on things. There's a huge paper shortage right now. Really? I, huge. I, I didn't know that. Yes. So um, there is, there is. And so I think, you know, some people have cut back on it, but I think as far as auto success, we've still continued our, um, the same amount of of magazines that we go out to because our audience wants it. But in addition to that, we've provided, you know, dozens more digital ways to consume the content. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What's been your favorite um, kind of new way of producing content? For me, just as a publisher, I love video. Okay. Um, I love what we're doing right now. And the reason I love it is because I can take this and I can turn it into a dozen other things. Yeah, I can right. turn it into a blog. I can turn it into an audio podcast. We could live stream it on Facebook. So there's so many things you can do with video. And if you have the resources you know, at your dealership, at your studio, then um, really the, the way that we can do things is endless. Yeah, you're right. Well, okay, so talk about that a little bit. You said if you have the, the resources at your dealership, are you seeing any dealers that are, are moving into this kind of video, audio, information sharing, educational type of content? I haven't I haven't seen a lot, so I'm curious if, if you are, if anybody's going down that path yet that you've seen. Um, the forward-thinking dealers are. Okay. Um, the ones that are innovative, the ones that have a lot of vendor partners mm -hmm. that can help them take it to the last to the next level. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of dealerships out there that just, they don't have the resources. They don't know where to go, but we have so many like vendor partners that can mm -hmm. help take a dealership to the next level. Yeah. And um, so I see a lot of, of those forward thinking dealers that are partnering with these vendors to kind of help them and, and it's paying off. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the formats they're using? In my head, I'm going to, you know, maybe a short how to video or something like that. Right. How to how to program your infotainment system or, or something like that. That's where my head goes is those short how to videos. Are there other formats that you've seen be successful or you've seen? Dealers I, would say, I would say the how to videos are the most popular. You think about all the electronics in the new vehicles that are out and how to program them and what to do. I mean, I know me personally, I, I just ordered a new vehicle mm -hmm. and instead of having, you know, looking through the, the manual or um, maybe calling my salesperson, I'm just going to Google it or get on YouTube and find out how to program my phone or whatever the new the new gadget is. Um, you know, it's just easy. It's at the tip of my fingers. And um, there's a lot of dealerships that are out there doing that. It takes time and it takes the right way to do it. I've seen a lot of the wrong way to do it. Um, so you have to have it look professional 
because that's a reflection upon, you know, your company, your dealership. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the benefit is, I think that's part of the, the, the not issue, but part of the hesitation, I guess, is all right, I'm going to invest either my own time or I'm going to pay somebody a vendor you said to, to help me with this stuff. What's the ROI on that? You know, why as a, as a business owner, as a dealer, why do I want to spend that kind of money? Why do I want to spend that kind of time? And and realistically, I think anyway, I'm curious what your perspective is about this bounce this off of you. But um, in a lot of ways, it's just making sure that you're providing value at every step of the ownership cycle. I mean, in reality, that's that's where that's dealers uh, kind of benefit the industry and, and consumers is by providing value. As a consumer, if I am Googling something, your dealership keeps popping up, then I know you're a trusted resource. You're the one that knows how to program this or how to change this or, you know, is giving me almost like free information. Right. And um, so I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you when it's time for me to service my vehicle or buy a new car or refer you to a friend. Right. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, um, I consider myself pretty, pretty handy. I can do a lot of things around the house and around a car. Um, you know, I mentioned I grew up in a parts store, so, you know, just get that, that background. And one thing I could not figure out when the last vehicle I bought was the power lift gate and adjusting the, the height so that it wouldn't hit the top of my garage door when I opened the thing, like you can adjust how high up it goes. Um, and it took me forever, but I ended up, you know, on YouTube and found a hot video. <laughs> Even like down to the garage, your garage door yeah. and like programming in that, like, that could be something really simple if you can just watch a quick little video on it. Yep, you're right. And would you rather would you rather watch a professional looking video or, you know, Joe Schmo in his garage just kind of doing a selfie stick and, right. and doing it? So no, that's a good good point. Um, all right, well, can we shift gears a little bit? I want to talk about one of the things that I've I've noticed in the last probably twelve or eighteen months that uh, Auto Success has been doing is finding ways to recognize uh, folks in the industry. Um, I think this is really cool, and I want to hear the background on it and get your perspective. So, one, it's probably been I don't know, maybe not quite a year ago was uh, Veterans and Vehicles, I think, um, and you you have one coming out here where you open up nominations for Champions of Charity. Um, so, talk about those a little. A bit in the background on those and, and kind of why recognize people, why it's important to you and, and the, the company. So it kind of goes back to being the big little industry. You know, we are such a huge industry and we have so many really great people in it. And to be able to spotlight and just celebrate them yeah. um, and the dealerships, I mean, that it's a no brainer. Like we want, you know, people want to feel good. They want a happy story. They want to see, you know, somebody being successful. And um, so so that's what we did with Veterans and Vehicles and Women at the Wheel. Women at the Wheel, that's yes. right, yeah. And then Champions of Charity, we kind of have looked at companies as a whole and what they're doing to volunteer or to give back to their community. And um, it's just really kind of celebrating our industry and being able to recognize some of the people that don't get recognized very often. Yeah. Yeah. And those individuals, even when you think about the companies, um, it's all individuals that make that up. Right. Yeah. And it's their passion and it's their time and it's their energy that that make those things happen. So I, I think it's a fun idea um, and, and a good a good purpose. Now, is that something um, at Auto Success or at Babcocks? Um, that that you get to be involved in a lot too, as, uh, as far as charity and things like that, and giving back. Is, is that something that's kind of core to to the organization? Yes, you know, I think it's our our Babcock's family is very close, um, and there's a lot of good people that are within it. So mm -hmm. you know, they do a lot of things, and a lot of things you know go unnoticed or or not recognized, and you know that's just 
you know, that's just the way that that our company runs. So, but to be able to recognize people in our industry, um, we do it across some of the other brands. Um, But yeah, it's it's something that it, it makes Obviously, it makes me smile. It makes me excited. It makes me excited for Champions of Charity. It's getting ready to come out. So um, that's been pretty much our most successful program that we've run this entire year, too. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, congratulations on that. It's a, it's a good initiative for sure. Um, so I mentioned just in the opening um, that you you write at least one article every every month, right? The, the magazine opens with an article from you. I think the last one I read was around EVs and, and kind of calming consumer concerns and things like that. Um, why that topic? Go into that a little bit. Obviously, EVs are a big deal yes, right now. Yes, it so. is. And, you know, I think there's so many questions that are surrounding it. Um, people don't know what to do. I I talked to a dealer the other day and he is, he has a family owned dealership Mm -hmm. and it's him and his brother. And they have had the dealership for years and years. Um, he doesn't have any children that are going to take over. He said, once this EV stuff really evolves and happens, he's just going to close his doors. What franchise is it? Um, it's a Chevrolet dealership. And, um, he is just, I don't. I think that the, I think that there's a lot of questions surrounding it, and if we have answers, or if we can provide the content, um, or maybe have dealer interviews on it, and what this dealership's doing to be successful or getting answers, then I think that that's going to help just the evolution of our industry with the EV. Um, we also have one of our brands called the Buzz mm-hmm. that. Um, at Babcock's that primarily focuses on EV and the news and what's going on. It doesn't give our opinion on one way or the other, but it just informs the automotive industry as to what's going on. We're going to take the buzz and really kind of incorporate that a little bit more within auto success um, in the very near future. Very cool. Very cool. What do you think it is about EVs specifically that create this just anxiety, both from consumers, but also you mentioned a dealership, right? Who's saying, right. well, I don't want to invest a quarter million dollars in my facility to <clears throat> be able to work on these vehicles or to have the chargers or because this is coming, you know, different. Obviously, franchises are going at different paces, but um, there's a lot of investments required. But if this is what vehicles are going to be, um, it's not necessarily a different vehicle. It's just a different way of powering it, right? This is an evolution of the, of the motor vehicle, essentially. Um what is it about this? Is it that different, do you think? Or why is there so much anxiety around this topic? Because I don't know if our country is ready for it yet. Okay. I don't know if, um, you know, we can we can withstand, like, the whole electric. Are the, are the um, is their audience ready? You know, and it's all about knowing your audience. Are the consumers ready for this? Do they know enough? Mm-hmm. You know, do we need to educate them more? You know, maybe that's another avenue that we really need to kind of start focusing on too. Mm -hmm. So I I think a lot of it's education. Um, And then there's, you know, just questions that, that are coming from that. So I think that, yes, it will probably go that way, but I think we need to educate a lot before we go that way. Yeah. And the technology needs to get better too. I mean, at the end of the day, there are valid concerns and logical concerns and things along those lines. Um, I just find it very interesting when I, I see people or hear people or engage with people that are like, I'd never drive an electric vehicle. And it's like, well, but, but why? Right. And, and never is a very absolute term. So right. if, if that's your only option, you know, you're going to get, get, get a horse or you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you're going to drive it. But I think that, you know, maybe the people that say no, right, right from the start, sure. 
don't have enough information. Mm-hmm. Well, or yeah, their driving habits are different or, yeah. or whatever. I mean, I was just driving across New York on 86 and there wasn't a rest stop with a bathroom, let alone a charging station on that road for 200 miles, you know, and um, we passed a, a Tesla and I was like, oh, that's a bold, bold play on this road. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so I, I get it, but eventually yeah. right, you have to assume right. um, and kind of trust that we will build out the infrastructure necessary, the technology will get better inside the vehicles. So. Yeah, and it's got to start with that. It's got to start with that and the education and then and then move forward. Yeah, yeah. So uh, creative process, how do you pick your topics every month? We listen to our audience. <laughs> we <laughs> okay. listen to the dealers. Um, you know, we listen to our customers, you know, a lot of our vendors they have some of the same questions that our dealers do and we take that and we really we have we have tons of editors on staff so our editors kind of dig in to the people that might have the answers to some of these questions and you know just form the content from there yeah well, that's good that's yeah. good um so when you think about kind of the future and where things are going and you think about um auto success specifically or maybe you know the industry as a whole, you can take it whatever direction you want, but, um, you know, is auto success kind of where you want it to be? If not, where do you want it to go? What do you, what do you see it being in the future? Um, you know, and that can certainly be specific to, to your company. It could be a broader scale, however you want to, you want to tackle that one. I don't think we're ever satisfied where we, where we are. Yeah. Like, I think we always want to get better and we always want to do better. And I think with all the digital things kind of evolving and, new digital creating and um i think that we as as babcocks and auto success we want to be that one stop um resource for for content for that information for all of our audience so whether it's a new car dealer whether it's a car wash owner operator whether it's a power sports dealer so we want to be that that one stop shop to provide that content and do it on all kinds of different avenues, you know, whether it's the live stream or the blogs or the podcasts or, you know, videos. And um, we want to be the leader in the industry for that. Yeah. So, so what's next? What's next on the, on the roadmap? Do you know yet? Is there uh, anything that's coming up that's like, we're going to launch X, Y, or Z? So we have, um, you know, we're starting our, our, campaigns for 2023 we are going to have the women at the wheel we're going to have best places to work um we will have veterans and vehicles and champions of charity and we'll probably add in a couple other ones you know there's there's so many feel good and success stories out there that we want to share um we've really been successful with the dealer interviews that we've been doing in the executive spotlights mm-hmm. um lots of great information from those we do them through video and then we break it down into all kinds of different content resources so um be on the lookout for a lot of stuff for auto success in the near future great all right well susan it's been uh you know great conversation kind of all over the board so sorry but that's usually the way these go that's how i roll (laughs) um but anything that we haven't talked about that you want to dig into deeper anything we haven't touched on that we should no i'm i'm excited um you know for 2023 i'm excited for the future i'm excited for for more ev talk for more digital talk for you know a lot of um the vendors that out that are out there that are creating some really cool new things and for the dealers to adapt to those things perfect all right well thank you again okay. for uh for joining definitely appreciate it and it was a it was a great conversation and we'll have to uh, get back together soon definitely Thanks so much for joining the conversation today. Before we hop off, don't forget you can watch or listen to episodes of Connected on YouTube, Apple, or Spotify podcasts. And make sure to subscribe so you're notified every other Wednesday when new episodes are released. We'll see you in two weeks.